chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control Alt Desire, now streaming on Paramount Plus. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Dave Vettel remains on a vacation. Let's hope he's staying warm. But we do have his usual Wednesday guest. The People's Champ is here, Matt Baxendale. Bax, it is not snowing, and the sun is reflecting off the snow for a brief respite here in the Gem City. Well, it's one degree outside of my house right now so i don't know how much of a respite we're really getting and then the snow's coming again tomorrow so if you're if you're tuning in from one of the few parts of america right now if you're part of the buckeye nation that's getting the foot of sunshine right now i'm a bit jealous i do produce the bm5 from inside my house so i was not totally cognizant of the weather from a visual perspective i can at least see more than 50 feet I'll tell you what else I can see. Ohio State's already had a very productive offseason. We're going to take this a little bit in a different vibe today and talk a big picture. One thing that's clear about college football backs, and we just discussed this off air in the premium part of the show, Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama have really separated themselves from the pack. And one of the reasons is the culture of each program Ohio State and the way they've constructed their staff and their roster is a big reason why and a huge example of the culture. How has Ohio State managed to use their winning culture to fortify the coaching staff and make this a place where you have guys coming from the NFL to here rather than vice versa? Well, you know, it's interesting when you look at the cultures of the three hyper elite programs, and that's what they are. Outside of the one year that Joe Burrow had the greatest season in the history of college football quarterback at LSU, all the championships go to Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama. And, you know, Ryan Day being the newest of the head coaches at the three hyper elite programs, he had two choices sort of in his coaching model. He could have gone the Alabama model where it's Nick Saban's force of nature combined with whoever the coach is that has the highest resume that needs rehab the most as his coordinator in any given year. And just running through it like it's a, you know, bloodless, you know, death star of a program. Or he could have gone the Clemson route, which is, Clemson pays out the nose for their assistants to stay. Uh, Tony Elliott and Brent Venables have been there forever along with Dabo. So their staff turnover there is minimal, right? And it seems to me Ryan Day is emulating that a little bit more. And we've seen that with the decisions from the time Ryan Day was promoted from within to sort of keep it within the family culture for a lot of these jobs. Um, You know, we've seen – Promotions from in, inside the team for Brian Hartline, Corey Dennis. Now you got Parker Fleming. You're promoting guys from inside, like who came in, like Matt Barnes, the higher roles 
And so even the guys they bring in from outside the program, you have guys like Terry Combs, who's an Ohio State guy. We all know that. I mean, it's not like he's anybody who's not new to OSU. You bring in Al Washington, who's a Buckeye through and through, and you steal him from your arch rival. And then the other guys are guys like Jeff Halfley that Ryan Day has a long experience with. So for the most part, Ohio State is bringing in guys to their program and then doing everything they can to keep them in prominent roles. And this is something that, you know, we talked about how the defensive staff have been sort of reworked for this year. They're putting more influence on Combs. They're promoting Barnes. They're promoting Fleming. Uh, They're keeping Al Washington in a bigger role than he would have had for less money than he would have had at a place like Tennessee. And that speaks volumes to what the culture is that they're building here at Ohio State. And let's face it, there's becoming significant value to coaches of being one of these, uh, on being on one of these hyper elite staffs. It's that simple. And you might start seeing a situation where if Al Washington's turning down $1.5 million defensive coordinator jobs in the SEC, that he may not leave until he gets offered a head coaching position for double that money. And that's part of the culture that Ryan Day's building here. And that is a huge sales, not just when you're recruiting players, but when you're recruiting coaches. And I tell you what, Clemson, you can really ascribe a big part of their success to their consistency in their staff. Ryan Day right now is emulating that. And, you know, some people wanted a big splash. Some people, myself included, are a little nervous about doubling down on the guys who struggled building a pass defense last year. And a little bit of that's offset by bringing in a guy like Paul Rhodes as an analyst. That's sort of the Saban influence, if you will, on Ohio State's philosophy on staff building. But they're heavily leaning into the Clemson side of things. And, you know, honestly, I, there's no reason not to trust Ryan Day. But I think it's, it's, it's a very interesting take on how he's looking at building his program from a big perspective. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and talk about the player side of things. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back. Once Urban Meyer took over as Ohio State's head coach, recruiting at Ohio State changed. It then became a worldwide search for the best possible players at every position. Ryan Day has kept that going. Ohio State is providing a culture for its players that, one, is enjoyable for them to go through day to day. Two, has provided them a clear line to the NFL. And three, there's enough faith in the coaching staff and growth that guys like Haskell Garrett, Thayer Mumford, Tyreek Smith, Chris Olave, who were guaranteed to move into the top tax bracket, instead are returning. What's going on? This is the byproduct, again, of that culture, right? Uh, If you are sold on staff consistency and your track record backs it up, it only helps you to attract the best players in the country. And, you know, when Urban came to Ohio State, our recruiting did change. Ohio State went from one year top 10, next year top 20, one year top five, next year top 20. Urban just started stacking top five classes on top of each other, right? Um, 
but there's a big difference between the personalities of Ryan Day and the personalities of Urban Meyer. You know, Urban is master of intensity. He fits a little more into the Saban school of like serious, let's go, you know, very professional, but hard attitude. It feels to me like Ryan Day is going to be the kind of guy who smiles and is like, oh, this is great. We're really happy to be here. You know, nice to see you opposing coach. I'm sorry about the impending 70 point loss to us, but you can tell he's just, he's like a smiling assassin. Right. And that kind of tone set at the top of the program. It's like any business, any company you work for, the, the person in charge sets the tone, right? And the tone Ryan Day has set clearly is balancing the achievement side with the familial side. And that's very difficult to do. It makes it easier, though, when you have a staff that the players trust and a roster full of one of the three most talented rosters in the country every single year. And you know, this comes back to uh, – we didn't even mention Sean Wade returning last year. And I know a lot of people are, are, are going to point out how, how much the pass defense struggled this year, but, you know, how much worse would it have been without Sean Wade, right? Every year now, it seems like we're having people staying that are a bit of a surprise. And when you're talking down to the nitty-gritty of this hyper-elite level where you have Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama trying to find a way to get an edge up on each other, well, look at the guys who made all the play for Alabama in the national championship game. I mean, Devontae Smith could have gone pro after last year. People like to sell it like, oh, he came out of nowhere. Guy was a top 100 recruit. Guy had a good season two years ago. Everybody thought he was going to go pro after last season, and he didn't. They had a bunch of guys stick around, and they won a national championship because of it. I mean, this is the Mike Doss effect times like five, right? I mean, and for those of you who don't get that reference, while I'm getting old, but Mike Doss chose after the 2001 season, after Jim Trestle's first year, he didn't know what he was doing walking up to the podium and announced he was coming back to Ohio State. And his return essentially sparked Ohio State to win a national championship, right? And so this is the thing is when you get some of these guys who are so enamored with the culture at a place like OSU and so confident in that to continue developing them and keeping their draft status high or even raise it higher, they're going to be willing to come back for another year instead of going and grabbing the money. If Ohio State had a weaker program culture compared to a place like, uh, you know, Alabama or, or Clemson, these guys would have been in a situation where a lot of them may well have ended up leaving. And I'm not just talking about Munford or Tyreek Smith or that group. You might have had guys who nobody would have thought had any business leaving like the seven banks leave, right? Go look at the SEC. See how many of these schools lose kids early that have no business going early just because they're ready to get paid, right? That's what's going on right now at Ohio State is that guys who are going to get paid, and some of those guys are going to be top two, three-round picks, they're coming back, right? And that says volumes about what Ohio State's culture is doing, and it may pay off in spades this season. How much better is Ohio State with Thayer Munford back, right? It essentially forces a guy like Paris Johnson to be a guard this year, which is absurd. You're going to be one of the best guards in the country. How much better is Ohio State with Tyreek Smith back, with Haskell Garrett back? Those are two starters on a defensive line that was already one of the best in the country last year. How much better is Ohio State with Chris Olave back? You have so many guys at wide receiver, but none of them are as proven as Chris Olave. He's going to make Jack Miller or C.J. Stroud's life easy. Those four alone, you talk about stars in recruiting, they're each a 10-star recruit, right? That's how important it is to get these guys back. And it's all because of the culture set in Ohio State. So from a big picture point of view, Ryan Day is doing a lot right at Ohio State. 
But I think the number one thing he's doing right is the way this culture has been created. It's been proven at Ohio State now that if you stick it out, yes, the Chase Youngs of the world and the Justin Fields of the world who knew they were going to be a top 10 pick basically since they were 15 years old, but guys who have had to stick it out and maybe at some point in time in their career weren't thought of as big-time pros. Examples, Damon Arnett, Davon Hamilton, Terry McLaurin, Jordan Fuller are all thriving in the NFL, and I would say it's because they stuck it out Got great coaching. We're part of a great culture. If you thought Damon Arnett was going to be a first-round pick, if you thought Davon Hamilton would get some first-team all-pro votes, if you thought Terry McLaurin was going to be a number-one receiver when he was really a gunner here on special teams, or if you thought Jordan Fuller was going to be a starter on the best defense in the NFL when he had a suspect senior year, then you were on point and had proper faith in Ohio State's culture. We appreciate backstopping by. Have a good one, Buckers. Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. 